Ah. Ah, hello. What up? What's going on? Good morning. Happy Wednesday. It's the morning show. If you saw the title of the show and you're just interested in the Ariel Prieto story, skip to 15 minutes and 30 seconds. How many people do you think skip to that time? I have no idea if we'll get to it at 15, 30 seconds, but maybe we sent some people on their way. Anyway, welcome to the morning show. Music, random American town, random baseball player and their story, and then a book. That's the morning show. Maybe some back and forth with the crowd as well, with uh, with you fine folks. We got Abe, as always, Jill, Josh. Josh, don't forget the intro. Two different Joshes. James, Kyle, Pineapple Lover 79, Suspect. Kevin Gartland, Shane Bodkin, Jared Saw, Double Header Day, always an exciting day. Kyle in Periscope, T. Miller in Periscope, not Mr. Moon in Periscope. Matthew Williams on Facebook. What's up, everyone? How you doing? Morning. Ah. Oh. I actually got some sleep last night, so I'm excited. Hope everyone is doing well. The Who by Numbers is the album that we got going on today. Or the song. I like this song a lot. Be a good it'd be a good it'd be a good intro for like uh an old family sitcom. Like um like uh what's uh not Boy Meets World, the other one. The Wonder Years. How many friends do I really got? You can count them on one hand. And in the intro, it's like, you know, the five best friends all like putting their arms around each other. And then and then their families grow. And it's about that cul-de-sac in that neighborhood. I just wrote an intro song. All right, wrote, the song's already been written. I put it to a sitcom intro music. How many friends do I really got? Yeah, like the Wonder Years, someone said. Yep. It's perfect. It's beautiful. We did it. The Who by Numbers. There's their album cover. The whole album's pretty good. I like that album by The Who. Bam. Who will pitch game one today? Oh, I don't know. We'll do that. We'll do a lot of daily baseball talk on all the daily baseball shows we got going on today. Today we have two pregame shows that we'll be recording. We'll be live with Talking Baseball pregame show. We'll be live with Talking Yanks pregame show. And then we'll do another Instagram live pregame show in between the two Yankees games. Um, we also... Have John Boy and Jake Radio. That'll be live today. And also Jake's Wake and Jake will be live as well. So those are all the live shows you can tune in today if you're looking for background noise or something to pass the time while you're going on with your day. And we'll talk about baseball then. Uh, in the meantime, shows that were recorded yesterday that are out today, Talking Yanks, Sharp Stats, Katie, Katie Sharp, Queen of Stats, talked about uh, that Paxton's still bad, Gary's Framing on defense. Judge is just overall going crazy, and all the analytics and stats support it. And same with uh, Gio Urshela and the defensive metrics and his offensive metrics. And if he is uh, if he is getting lucky right now, or this is just who Gio Urshela is right now. So uh, Sharp Stats is always a good episode for people that love the informative stuff. Talking Giants is still rolling, ripping, and roaring. Daily episodes. If you're a Giants fan and you're not tuning into that, you're dumb, in my opinion. Like I said, John Boy and Jake Radio will be live at 10 o'clock. And Talking Baseball is out 
Trevor's tidbits. We talked about Cespedes. We talked about Soroka. We talked about the Cardinals. And then we went around each division and buy or sold stock on, it was well, not really sold, but on the teams that are in first or second that we didn't expect to be in first or second. Are we buying the stock or are we letting it sit for a little bit? Bam. That's uh, that's everything that's going on today. I forgot to switch my hat to my not gross one. Now I'm dressed for success. Look, I'm going to keep this hat as clean as possible. Also, today on the to-do list, I, I put um, a bookshelf, a floating bookshelf that can go right there. So all the books that we always read, you know, like the staples. We, whoa! The book hit the X on the sound bar, which is the news soundbite for John Boy and Jake Radio. So all the books that we usually read, we can just have sitting right here next to me, and then I can grab them. Looks like it's going to go from, if I sit here, okay, we're mapping this out. Go from here, nope, going to come this way. Ah, this kind of hurts, here to there. Okay, that's the bookshelf length. We did it. My body's spasming on me. Yesterday we spent like the entire day on the chairs. We recorded four full-length episodes, so four hour-long episodes and three half-hour episodes yesterday. So, yeah. Sports talk. Nah, not really. Sports talk. That'll happen on Wake and Jake. Uh, uh, all right. Let's just get straight into it. The town of today is Smyrna, Delaware. I actually think it's Smyrna is how they say it. Not Smear, Smyr. Smyrna, Delaware. I, I Google I Google these town names. I try to find news stations that report the town. Try to hear how they say it. I try to go, how do you pronounce this town? Uh, Producer Luke gave me just a, a whole, whole slew of towns that are incredibly hard to pronounce coming up, which sucks. But I'll still mess it up. And people will still get upset about wrong pronunciations. And that will be the dance that we do until I stop talking into a microphone. Smyrna. Smyrna. Forget. Smyrna. Smyrna. Smear. Smyr. Smyrna. Delaware. Smyrna, Delaware. Gross name any way you slice it. Not into it. Let's take a look at the Google Maps where this sucker is. Bam. It is right by the Delaware Bay. There's a museum, Bombay Hook National Wildlife Refuge, uh, across the bay from New Jersey. How about that? The whole computer just did something. Hope it's still working. Smyrna. Uh, Luke did that on purpose. I think he did. I think he did. Wow, this 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 section of Delaware is so skinny. I guess Delaware is small, but like, look, you're you're pretty close to Maryland. You're pretty close to New Jersey. I wonder how long it is each way. There's a Walmart distribution center. I really don't want to do this because I don't think it's interesting at all, but this is kind of the whole show is I just get to choose what I want to do. Um, can you just click, like, go here and then destinations? Okay, wow. Smyrna is 14 minutes away from Maryland. Damn. Okay. And... How far away is it from, let's just go to Woodland Beach. 
14 minutes. Wow. 14 minutes either way, and you're out of Delaware. Smyrna, right in the middle. I didn't know you could do that on uh, Google Maps. That's cool. So they're like, not a lot of Delaware in them. Anyway. Hold on. And this is farmland? That seems wild. Here's some footage of some people flying around the farms of Smyrna, Delaware. And then here's the history of Delo- of Smyrna, Delaware. It was originally called Duck Creek Crossroads, which I'm being 100% honest, is a better, more fun name than Smyrna. Duck Creek Crossroads. Duck Creek High? Come on. Smyrna High School or Duck Creek High? Which one would you rather go to? You'd rather go to Duck Creek. You'd be the Ducks, the Duck Creek Ducks. Maybe you'd be like the Duck Creek Ducklings. No, you can't have a high school team be a Ducklings, but definitely the middle school team or the elementary school could be the Ducklings. Should have kept Duck Creek Crossroads for sure, along with shipping grain, lumber, peaches, and eventually fertilizer. Shipbuilding became a prominent business. Two major thoroughfares formed what were known as the Duck Creek Crossroads and later came to be called the Four Corners of the Town. After the shipping industry collapsed in the 1850s, the town would continue to be an agricultural center, as we can see from the map. So hold on. Where's Duck Creek? The whole town, I'm guessing it's... I'm guessing it's off of this. Is that a bridge at the end there? A dam? Smyrna River. Why do they... Well, here's the river. It comes off the bay. Why in this mode do they have like a piece of land over there? Just lying to us? There used to be a bridge there? Anyway, so this river, we're playing my app that I invented. What is it called? Thumb Race? Uh, This river, I'm guessing this becomes Duck Creek River. That's where they built the town. Did I get me? Did I get us there? Is this Duck Creek? Is this Smyrna? Yep. Nailed it. I just traveled our way to Smyrna. That's why you guys are called the tourists, and it's not because I wear the hat. So this is the Duck Creek here, I guess. What were the two original thoroughfares? The two original thoroughfares. I'm guessing this one here by Smyrna High was one of the original main streets or no? Commerce Street? I bet that you could find this somewhere. This town doesn't make sense. If you're built off Duck Creek, what were the two main thoroughfares? Wouldn't wouldn't they still be represented? What's Smyrna High School's nickname? Smyrna High School. Smyrna? Smyrna. I think I'm saying it wrong again. Smyrna High School. It's on Duck Creek Parkway, so maybe that is the road. What's your nickname, Smyrna High? Principal, Stacy Cook. You think she's liked or disliked the Eagles? The Smyrna Eagles? That blows. Zero funness there. I mean, you could have been the Duck Creek Ducks. Damn. Any, any notable uh, alumni? No. Probably because they have a terrible name. They won the state championship in softball in 1993. And 2018. That's cool. Big wrestling team school. A lot of wrestling championships. No baseball. I mean, it's Delaware. Too cold. Where was I? 
I don't know. I don't know what else to to talk about with Smyrna. Anyone from Smyrna? I'm from Smyrna, Georgia. We are the Spartans, says Justin Patterson in the chat. That's a much better name. Smyrna Spartans. You get the alliteration there. Ooh, Kyle. Uh, Kyle, who's always in the Periscope chat, said. Um, Kyle said. I had a friend go to Ogallala uh, last weekend, and I almost couldn't believe it. Kyle, did you ask him if it still smells like it's paved with cow shit? And did you tell him that it, it, it led to me and my brother and my fiance almost crushing geolocator? Oh, Delaware Hospital for the Chronically Ill. Right next to the Little Kids Swag Center. Two different vibes at the Little Kids Swag Center and the the home for the chronically ill. If they meet in the lawn, it's probably pretty cute, actually. All right, we're just thumbing around town. This looks like a nice planned neighborhood. Nuz Hats Studio. Shout out. Let's give him some love. News Hats Studio. It's a beauty salon. Probably just out of someone's house. Hope they're doing okay with quarantine. Maybe they still snuck some people into their house. Eagle Group, Military State Academy. That's cool. First State Military Academy. We started out as boys. Now we're men and we're making noise. Ten points if you know what song that's from. Ten points. Well, we're going to start keeping points here. Scruffy to Fluffy. All right, I'm I'm literally just reading reading town names in Smyrna. And that's all I have to say about that. The random baseball player of the day is much more interesting than Smyrna. Someone in the chat just said, Delaware makes no sense. It's depressing. Um, Yeah. Sure. Kyle in Periscope update about Ogallala. He said, absolute cow shit. Nothing but trucks. Showed him the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was in uh, Ogallala whenever I drove cross country last. I've driven cross country four times. Uh, All right. Ariel Prieto. Cuban-born player that... According to the story, and I have the article here, and I'm just kind of going to read the article, but it's pretty wild. According to the, his story, he was so famous in Cuba that there was no way, he was so good at baseball, there was no way the Cuban government was going to let him defect and leave Cuba to go to America. He thought the only way he could possibly do that is if he pitched like absolute shit, blew out his arm, faked injuries, and they forgot his name, and they didn't, they didn't like him anymore. And he did that. And he got his visa and he came to the U.S. That's that's the story that he's saying. I have it right here. Maybe we can speed read it a little bit. Let me see if I can put it on the screen for you guys. Um, but it's kind of a... Whoa, whoa. Fix it, fix it. Producing and editing on the fly. 
producing and editing on the fly, trying to make it so you can read along with me. Jennifer Frey wrote this article in 1995. Oh, okay. Old one. Thanks for writing it, Jennifer. We, we all appreciate it. You think she's still writing for WAPO? People call the Washington Post WAPO, seriously. Always blows my mind. I'm like, you can't really be calling it that. All right, you ready? Ariel Prieto decided to become a nobody. That was his secret. All his adult life, Prieto had been a hero, a baseball star in his country, Cuba, where baseball is, as he described, all that there is to love. His talent made him famous, gave him privileges most Cubans could not comprehend. It also made it impossible for him to leave. To flee Cuba and realize his dream of playing professional baseball in the United States, Prieto had to defect or be approved for a visa. He was not allowed to travel out of the country, so defection was not an option. And he would never get a visa as long as he was a gem on Fidel Castro's beloved national team. So he gave up his talent, at least for a while. In the winter of 1994, I got stuck in a blizzard. I was five years old. I thought I could jump on top of the snow from my little front porch and land on top of the snow mound. I couldn't. I fell face first in, my legs kicking out of the snow, my face covered in snow, couldn't get out. My neighbor, Artie Lynch, had to run over, grab my legs, pull me out. He was shoveling my parents, my family's driveway, helping my mom. Best, hot, best cup of hot chocolate in my life afterwards. Thought I was going to die in the snow. Also, in the winter of 1994, Prieto threw bad pitches and watched impassively as hitters turned them into home runs. He let his earned run to average balloon above six. He pretended his shoulder was sore or his collarbone was cracked or his arm was hurt. Instead of pitching an all-star game, he fell off a bicycle and faked another injury. Prieto did anything, everything, to make Cuba forget he once had a golden arm. <laughs> anyway... Uh, his plan worked. 13 months later, he applied for a visa. Prieto and his wife, Yannette, were informed their application had been approved. On April 7th, the couple arrived in Naples, Florida, where Yannette was reunited with her father, who came to the United States in Mariel Boatlift in 1980. Two months later, Ariel made a splash at his baseball's amateur draft, where the Oakland A's took him with the fifth overall pick. One month and one day later, he made his major league debut. I wanted to be free, Prieto said through an interpreter at the Oakland Coliseum. Over there, nobody is free. I had liberties that most people could never dream about because I was a baseball player, but I still wasn't free. The country, it is just going backward. I can't imagine there's any country as bad. I don't want to get into that, but I knew it was wrong. You got pretty deep into it. I mean, Ariel, you got pretty deep into it to pull the, I don't want to get into it. You literally said, I can't imagine there's any country as bad, but I don't want to get into that. You got pretty into it, dude. I mean, that's as thick as into it as you can get. Then it would have been completely different. Um... So he thinks his plan worked. Pretty crazy story. Pretty crazy plan. Um, the other, the other tidbit. This is a whole article. You can read it if you want. Uh, the other tidbit from this story is that uh, he got his signing bonus, and he didn't know how American banks worked, so or credit cards. So they say he walked around with 1.2 million signing bonus check in his pocket for over a week. Imagine if it rained. Scary. I have more than 20 bucks in my wallet. I'm like, get me, get this out of here. And I'll just spend it on dumb shit. 
From 2012 to 2015, Prieto served as interpreter for fellow Cuban defector, New York Mets outfielder, Ioannis Cespedes. So he's still around in the game. I think he, I think he's a coach with the Mets still. Um, I think he's a coach with the Mets still. Do we have, like, video of him? Ariel Prieto Ioannis Cespedes. Um... Here, here it is. Here he is. We've done found it. I think. I don't know what's happening here. Here's our dude. In ese momento decidí hacer mi sin de lujo y saqué la pelota por encima de la cerca del jardín opuesto. He say, I see the ball, I hit the ball. Wow. What's up? Yeah. Listen to uh, listen to this. And this is our random baseball player of the day. He his cra- his story is crazy and now he interpret he interprets for Johannes Cespedes and uh listen to his translation of, of this one. Millares de variables de circunstancias la que me llevaron a la conclusión de que el lanzador me iba a tirar un slider por la puerta de atrás. En ese momento decidí hacer mi sin de lujo y saqué la pelota por encima de la cerca del jardín opuesto. It's just looking at his phone. He say I see the ball, I hit the ball. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty funny. That's really good. Uh, morning. Ariel Prieto? Prieto? I don't know. How do you say it? Prieto. He's a pitcher, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He defected from Cuba. He was intentionally bad, so the Cuban team would be like, get out of here. We don't like you. Right. Yeah. Remember when that was a thing? Every Cuba road trip would be like, who's gone this week? Yeah. Fun times. Miss the good times. Good morning, crew. Nice shirt. When are we going to wear it together? Oh, Roosevelt's studio. Roosevelt. Coming to you live from the Roosevelt studio. RSV, I was thinking show. about how um, much I love you on the car right here today. Yeah, I was listening to the song of the day, The Who. How many friends do I really have? I can count them on one hand. I was like, Jake's my best friend. Yeah. So. Anderson? And I thought about if you died, how sad I'd be. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. That was my car ride to work today, thinking about how sad I will be if Jake dies. I've got something I want to start saying, but I feel like it's kind of messed up. Yeah. I think I've said it a couple times, but I want to say it, like, regularly. But, like, I'm – I feel like people look at me and think I'm going to die young. Is that – I don't you know. say that? I think you think that about yourself. Well, when you wear the belly shirts and that beard, for right. sure. Like, in memorial. Yeah, you're kind of giving out that he vibe, had fun. though. fun. Yeah, yeah. All right, see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. I think that I think that translation was a, a joke commercial. Like, I think that was bad on purpose. Um, but that's that's probably my favorite random baseball player we've had in a while. I don't know. They're all pretty good, man. You go into these players' stories, and you can always find something interesting or good. It's it kind of shocks me every time a random player, and then bam. Um. All right. I don't know what else. What's next? That's all I have to say about Ariel Prieto. And that's all I have to say about that. The book today is Kissed by a Fat Waitress. I always want to say Kissed by a Fat Drunk Waitress, but that's not the title. I don't know why I always say that. Um, I think I've probably told you guys about Dan Fonte before. I really like Dan Fonte. His dad, I told you about his dad, John Fonte, who wrote Ask the Dusk, which Colin Farrell starred in the movie version of it. 
Um, and Bukowski found Ask the Dust in like a library and made it famous like 50 years later. Well, Dan Fonte is that John Fonte's son, and he passed away a couple years ago. I've read everything he wrote, I believe. Uh, I think he's got like five novels, uh, novels, a play, and maybe two sets of uh, poems. Really raw writing. Like, like kind of like, I think I would, some of them would, would be like, you guys would be like, dude, that was too much for me. Like, really, like, alcoholic, sad life, raw writing. Like, that style of Bukowski and, and, and all those guys. Um, but I like him a lot because of that. Like, one of, his, one of his poems or short stories always says, his quote was like, what I do is take my heart out of my chest, throw it on a piece of paper, and hand it to you. And I was like, damn, man. That's intense. Hey, Michael Searing in YouTube chat says John Fonte is one of the best authors ever, and Dan was great, a cab driver. Michael Searing says incredible book. It's always cool when I think these are very obscure books and people in the chat always like them, so that's cool. You guys want to do a random page? All right, what was the first random page? Real D50 said page 57. Now, I don't trust... A random page here with you guys, uh, just on this book. Um, yeah, no, like that's way too brash for me to read. Um, Got to find one that's not as brash. But that's a lot of words that I just don't care. I really want to say out loud. Um, I'm excited for Searing that he knew this book. And, and he knows the Fontes. Um, I, before, before Dan Fonte passed away, I had exchanged emails with him cause I sent him a first copy of the book I wrote when I was in college and he responded and read like a lot of it and gave me an in-depth response, which was cool. Um, then I, one day I looked up when his next book was coming out and he had died. And that was a bummer for years. All right. We'll do this one real quick. It'll be a quick one. And as always, I think there's people shocked that are like, this dude's about to talk about books and read a poem. And yep, it's the end of the show. For years, I thought talking to the gods was an exercise done privately under unforgiving distant stars. Ridiculous, unrequited prayer done by staring at old, cold books with mean, small print. So his version of religion and and talking to gods was always like praying uh, by yourself in a room with the Bible. But then I discovered that just ain't it at all. God can be found in the thank you voice of the guy at the counter at the 7-Eleven or the quietness of a stranger's parking lot smile or the rattle of weeds across a dry summer Mojave or watching my untethered fingers jump, jump, jumping across the keys deep in the middle of typing three hours worth of truth. God, for me, turned out to be a conscious choice, a self-evoked experience, just like love. A lot of, like, there's another poet, his name is Derek C. Brown, and he has a poem called Two Fingers and a Dot or something. You can watch it. It's more like um, spoken word poetry than written poetry, Derek C. Brown. I like him, too. And he has a poem about this, too, and I think it's a common theme that people write about is, like, you know, believing in something doesn't always need to be this big thing. And I kind of, I don't use those big words like I, God is in the random smile. I've talked about with you guys on here. I just love mundane happenings. 
I just love walking around the city and seeing shit that like happens every day. And you're like, that's kind of sweet. Um, like two old guys walking across the street and just being like, Hey, I haven't seen you in a week. How you been? And then they don't even break stride. That's I think I told you that story. It still cracks me up. Um, Jimmy, are you a fan of Frank O'Hara? I've read, I've read, well, let me try and figure out which one. Frank O'Hara. I think that, um, if, if not, I definitely know the name, but I don't know if I've read any collections or anything, but I can add them to the list. I got a list of, uh, I got a list of suggestions here. We still got the, uh, the of princes. We got novels in three lines, rainbow stories. I have, I keep all the suggestions here and when I get around to it, I'll, I'll pick them up or I'll read them. Um, nice. I appreciate John Boy making sure he doesn't read anything inappropriate, especially since high schoolers might be tuning in. Yeah, I mean, some of the stuff I just don't feel comfortable saying, but he felt comfortable writing it, which is kind of cool. Bam. Something's going on in the Facebook chat. The Facebook numbers are crazy. Um, try Persian Fire by Tom Holland. Okay. Too many suggestions, but Persian Fire Tom Holland. It's in the book. Hopefully that never gets deleted. Um, let's see. I forgot. Someone said, what are you talking about, John Boy? Well, never know. Every single show is different. Bam. He has no clue about the new high school audience. We got a new high school audience in here? Cool. I can see high schoolers tuning into this show and just being like, wow, John Boy is an old loser. He's talking about geography and history and poems. What? I hope I don't grow up to be like him. I'll probably say that. No, I always liked this stuff, even when I was high school. So high school me would have would have liked me, maybe. But I can see little little high school kids feeling like so embarrassed for me that I'm openly talking about all this stuff and how much I love it. Watched a documentary on the Klondike Gold Rush last night. Oh, I've been just Googling PBS documentaries and watching all the free PBS documentaries at night. So <laughs> such a loser. Oh, maybe I'll do that for maybe I'll do that for Friday's documentary of the day. Maybe. But all right, that's the that's the show today. We got the Who, we got Smyrna and their bad high school nickname and Duck Creek. We got Ariel Prieto, whose story is actually fascinating. That's the best part. And Dan Fonte finding God in the mundane things in life. That's the show. I appreciate you guys for hanging out with me and I'll be back tomorrow double header day Yankees play two games I'm going to be very excited about that hopefully there's no rain and hopefully I'm not up until midnight again because I finally got a good night of sleep I'm excited so tune in to Wake and Jake on the main channel right now and then John Boy and Jake Radio at 10 o'clock if you want we're out see you later goodbye here's the who see ya